Well, hello and welcome to our series called Influencers Today. Today we are talking about rest. Well, hey everyone, I hope you're doing well today. Welcome to the church service here at C3 Reflect. It is great to get to share these few moments with you. And my name is Sats, my wife Emma and I, we're the lead pastors here at this church. And uh, we're based in London. We've got two locations over in East London in the Docklands and also in Southwest in Balham. So it's great to get to hang out. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, you're joining us in the middle of a series called Influencers. We're on week five. And it's a nine week series. So you are like slap bang in the middle. Uh, But hey, let me just encourage you quickly. If you are brand new, checking us out, perusing, being a bit nosy, who are these guys? What do they do? Can I encourage you? Hit subscribe just right now and uh, then you can get connected to what we do. The other thing you might like to do is jump on our mailing list. You can go to c3reflect.church slash connect and you can put in your details and that will just get you into the ecosystem of communication. If you want to know what we're doing, if you want to find out a bit more about us and you don't jump on the mailing list, then, uh, well, that's a silly thing. So (laughs) we'd love you to do that. So as I said, we're in week five of this series and we often do series to communicate kind of a larger theme that we feel like is something God wants us to kind of look into and and, um, just learn about together as a community. And what's a little bit different in this series is that this series is not just another themed series, but it's actually a series that is um, getting right to the heart of who we are as a church. We're, We're actually just articulating some of our vision. And sometimes when we talk about vision, what we want to see and why we're here, you know, we can move through these things quickly. Sometimes it's just like an evening or two evenings and we invite people. But we're like, hey, we really want to do this justice. We don't want to rush through a few concepts, but we really want to teach on this. And so that's why we've taken a whole nine weeks, I know, to take our time in bringing these messages to you so we can explore them together and also give you some space to actually think about and allow the Holy Spirit to challenge you in your heart so you can go, hey, I'm actually in. And our vision is to raise up uh, influencers. Uh, and you might think of influencers as, as you know, people who are on Instagram with lots of followers and taking lots of selfies and all that sort of annoying stuff. But no, it, it, a person who is influential, it's not just about the things in the public realm, although it can be. Actually, I, I, I found that in my life, some of the moments that have been most influential have been the moments uh, that have been private have been one-on-one conversations, have been the way someone has encouraged me or drawn something out of me. And so I really believe we as Christians are called to cast a shadow of influence in our world and to represent Jesus, whether that's in how we raise our kids, whether that's in the businesses that we build, whether that's in the fabric of the legal framework of our society. I believe that every single one of us is called to carry the person of Jesus into our world and that the church does not exist just in the gathered form, but also so to scatter into our world. And so this is part of our vision to help you connect into community, a part of what we're doing here, to help you transform into the image of Christ, to become like Jesus, and ultimately to be an influence um, in your world. So if, if you haven't yet been able to watch the, the, the series so far, um, they're all on YouTube and you can just go back and watch. And so I just strongly encourage you to do that if you're exploring about who 
we are and you want to jump aboard. Um, so go check all of that out. And today we're talking about rest and uh, specifically about honoring the Sabbath. And I really want to take some time to, to talk through this concept um, with you. And so I'm going to read a scripture in Hebrews 3. And four, and, and the author of Hebrews is making this whole contrast um, with, with, with a situation that happened with a particular generation of the people of Israel who didn't experience God's rest. And uh, this whole link between trusting God and rest. And uh, there's some strong lessons for us to learn today as we look in our lives about how we experience rest. It's amazing, isn't it, when we think about one of the things that our world desperately needs is rest. You know, there's a lot of stressed people out there and there's a lot of people who are experiencing all number of mental and emo emotionally uh, just difficult um, situations, uh, frameworks, ways of thinking. And I believe that this teaching can actually help unlock some things. So if that's you today and you are approaching this with uh, some sense of anxiety and some sense of worry in your life, I'm really believing for God to show up in your world and help you uh, so that you can also experience uh, what it means uh, to experience rest. So um, Hebrews chapter three, we're going to lean in right now. And uh, this is what it says in verse five. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ Jesus is faithful over God's house as a son. And we are his house if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting in our hope. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said they will always go astray in the heart. They have not known my ways as I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. That's referring. You can read about that in the early books of the Bible. This story of this generation that, that rejected what God had said and the promises that he'd made them. And so they ended up wandering around the wilderness in a state of restlessness and not inheriting the promise, the promised land that God had for them. It's going to be a land of peace, a land of rest, and they didn't get to experience it. So that's what it's referring to there. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. As it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who are those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. So that's a really important key. This relationship between belief and rest, or, or rather unbelief and lack of rest. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, we're in chapter four, let us fear lest any of you should seem to fail to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united in, by faith with those who believed, who listened. For we who have believed entered that rest, as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, 
and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in, his, in this passage, he said, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience, again he appoints a certain day, today, saying through David so long afterwards, in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. So here we have this just fascinating uh, passage of scripture. And this whole, as I said, this relationship between unbelief and lack of rest, this relationship between trusting God and having faith, believing in what God says and experiencing rest. I mean, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? You know, if God is in control, if God is above all, if God is all powerful, if we actually believe that and we trust that that is the case, we're actually going to experience rest. We're going to understand that he is in control and we can trust him. And if we don't trust him and if we're not sure and we're, still, we're questioning and not that there's anything wrong to wrestle through our questions and our doubts, that's important. And God is very gracious towards us in that process. But if ultimately where we end up is feeling like, mm, I'm not so sure God's going to come through. If that's where we find ourselves, then it makes sense that we're not going to feel at rest because where is our assurance? Where is our confidence in ourselves, in our own works, well, <laughs> we all know that's not too good. What amazes me though, church, is that this whole concept of rest is something that God is so interested in. And, and here's what we need to understand is that God is good. Who, who, who else is commanding rest in your life? I, I don't imagine there's many people right now who are saying, hey, you need to stop. You need to slow down. You need to rest. Most of the people in your life are trying to get something, not always in a bad way, but your boss wants to get some results out of you. That's why you've got a job. And uh, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. You, your friends want to spend time with you. Your friends want your input. Your friends want to share your life. And so people are always putting demands on us, not always in a negative way. But God is the one person who is actually saying, I don't really have any demands that are going to exhaust you. I actually want to make sure that you're healthy on the inside and you experience my rest. And so when God created all of creation, he worked for six days and there was a seventh day in which he rested. I just love that this is woven into God's design for humanity, this beautiful, wonderful thing called rest. So please don't feel like rest is a chore. Rest is a delight. Rest is God's greatest gift to us. And he's making a promise here that one day we shall enter into the, the, the totality of his rest. And that's going to be in heaven. That's, that's going to be a new earth, a new day, and all sin and all restlessness and all wandering and all stress is not going to be here. There'll be no more pain, no more sickness, no more tears. And we will enter into finally that promised land of rest. I want you to think of rest a little bit like chocolate. Now, here's the thing. I don't actually really like chocolate, <laughs> but my wife loves chocolate. So I picked it because I know it's, it's a unifier. People are into their chocolate. And uh, for me, it's, I, I don't know, it's, 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 I can take it or leave it. I, I don't mind a, a Cadbury's cream egg, it's all right. But for me, what really gets me going is, is like a clotted cream. 
Yeah, I know. Like, give me like a scone and uh, like a cream tea, bit of jam, strawberry jam, and some uh, some extra thick cream. I am I am going wild for that stuff. So we've all got our thing, haven't we? We've all got our thing that is just like, oh, that is to die for. That that's that is to me summarizes the essence of, of, of the enjoyment of life. I, I I need you to understand that that, that that this is what God is promising us, not just endless. Uh, food, but but God is promising us that that experience of joy, that experience of contentment, that experience of fulfillment, it, it's rest, and and this is in God's heart to give to you and I. Why? Because He loves us. This is so important for us to to start this whole conversation. Uh, the, the rest is simply about God's care for you and I. He wants the best. For you, so much so that he knows your limits, he knows your boundaries, he, he knows what we are capable of and what we are not capable of. And so, right from the beginning, human beings have been commanded by God to rest, to take one day where we don't do anything and where we exercise our limitations and we acknowledge that we are finite beings and that we actually need to stop. We, we can't go in. Now, you may know some people in your world who are super busy. They get up at 5 a.m. every day. They work eight, eight days a week. They're, they're just going all the time. But, but I can promise you that they will be compromising some part of their life. And we may not see it now. It may, they may only see it in 20, 30 years' time um, where there will be implications. But I, there, there may sometimes be a lag between our decisions and our actions and what we experience. But what I can tell you is that, is that every single one of us needs rest. Rest is God's greatest gift to you and I. So why are we so resistant to receiving rest? Why are we so resistant to practicing the Sabbath? Oh, that's not something I need to do. Well, because there's this relationship between rest and trust. I, I think one of the words that we sometimes get wrong in the Christian world is this word faith. And just beautifully articulated in the scripture here where it just talks about unbelief and confidence. You see, faith is our confidence in what God has said to us. But often we make faith into this powerful, mighty thing. You know, faith is this thing that moves mountains. And faith is this thing that opens doors. And faith is this thing that, that can't be conquered. And, and, you know, all those things can be true. Uh, you know, Jesus says, speak to the mountain and it will move. If you just got a little bit of faith, you can speak. But I think a better thing for us to, to consider, perhaps, just in contrast to that sort of imagery, is, is, is the, the concept of trust. You know, when we come to the mountain, it's not my power that moves the mountain. And believe you me, there are some mountains that we need to move. There are some things that are going to come up in our world. There are some challenges that are going to pop up that you will simply not be able to shift in your own strength. But, but our faith is not the thing that is powerful. Our faith, our trust is, is, is in the person who is powerful. What makes our faith strong is not the faith in itself, but the object of our faith. And that's why I think it's important for us to consider this idea of trust, because when we trust in God, it puts the emphasis not just on what we do, but on who he is. It would be more true to say that it's not so much that we have faith in God, but that Jesus is faithful to us. And we trust in his goodness. And I love that comparison we read right at the very start where it talks about how Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. There's something about that language as a son, that Christ 
is faithful towards you and I. And that's why we can trust him is because he cares. And when we don't have that in our spirit, when we don't have that sense, we're always going to find that we, we live a life that is restless. We live a life that is disjointed. We live a life that is stressed and on edge. Why? Because we don't truly believe that God has got our back. Jesus says these words in, in Matthew. He says this in Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Talk about all the things that you need in life. That's the context. Food, clothing, everything that you need. It says, don't worry about those things. Seek first the kingdom of God. All these things will be added to you. Therefore, in verse 34, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So Jesus right here is making a connection between us being anxious <laughs> and, 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 and trusting in him. Seeking first the kingdom. Don't be anxious. says, you don't need to worry. Early in the verse, it says, won't, won't your father in heaven take care of you? So this is all about whether we trust God or not. And anxiety, not always, but often, is a product of our lack of trust. We get anxious because we're not sure if God's going to come through. We get anxious because we're worried that we're not going to make it. We're worried that the bill isn't going to get paid. We're worried that that person isn't going to respond in the right way. We're worried that that situation isn't going to resolve. We're worried about the uncertainty of life. And life is full of uncertainty. So Jesus, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't keep, don't keep deferring. Concentrate on today. Trust God today. And when we trust God in today, we're going to find that we experience rest in today. You see, the, the reason rest is so hard for us as a society to understand, but also as, as Christians and as churches for us to actually receive and live in, because it's not really about rest, it's actually about trust. And when we don't trust in God, we're actually going to find we feel a bit restless. And Jesus says something interesting here. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, God's way of doing things. I want you to consider what God has commanded us to do. I, you, sometimes we have this idea that the Old Testament is just like, it's there, but it's a bit like, well, I don't really know why they put it there. No, understand this. All the way through the scripture, we see the principle of the Sabbath. And the Sabbath day was simply one day set aside to God as holy. And bear in mind that God is telling us to do this, not because he needs our attention. He's, he's, he's not needy. He's telling us to do this because he knows that we will flourish as human beings if we practice rest. And so he says, take a day, take a day to worship, take a day to acknowledge, to practice gratitude, to stop working and to enjoy. Have good food, have a glass of wine, spend time with friends, do things that you love, and you're going to incubate this spirit of rest from that one day, it's going to leak out into the rest of your week so that the way that you live every other day, you're going to have this rest and we're practicing rest. And so one day we're going to go to heaven where we are going to enter into that final rest. So why is it that we don't want to experience that today right now? It's because the issue of trust. And so Jesus says, you got to trust me. I've discovered that it is hard to practice the Sabbath. It is hard to stop because it is hard to trust God. When I'm making this thing go, when I'm keeping all the wheels spinning, to stop is an act of faith. 
to rest is an act of trust. But here's what I want you to consider. Rest is what makes us different. The whole world is stressed out. The whole world is rushing. What's different about the person who follows Jesus is that they carry a different spirit. I, ju I just wonder if we are operating exactly the same as everybody else. If we are driven by the same things, the same anxieties, the same worries, and we rush around and we have prayer. Well, this person has meditation. This person has yoga. This person has fitness. This person has their friends, they call them. This person has alcohol. Everyone's got their crutch and prayer just happens to be our version of it. If that's the only thing that is different, then I wonder if we're different much from the world. But what's different is that we know the creator. And we know the son of God. And we know that he loves us and he cares for us, and that we can trust all of our lives to him. And that's why we have the confidence and the courage to stop once a week and to simply rest. Um, for Emma and I, that looks like Saturdays. Saturdays is our day. Friday night begins, and from Friday night to Saturday evening, we are chilling. We're having family time. And you know what? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's a challenge because there's things to do here and there. And then it's a discipline to say, no, I am going to rest. But here's what I've realized, church. If, if, if we don't tell you to rest, who's going to tell you? So your boss ain't going to tell you. Your parents, gonna, they're going to keep working, keep doing more. Nobody's going to tell you to rest. The only person who's going to tell you to rest is God. And so this is why it's such an important part of what it means to be an influence because we can only truly be an influence if we carry the spirit of Christ and when we bring that pent-up energy and that anxiety and that stress that we just think is normal because everybody else is living like that but it's not actually part of God's design we're going to find that we have very little impact on our world what we need is we need a group of people a community of people who hold each other accountable and encourage this practice of rest and honoring the sabbath so that when we go into our world and we arrive on Monday and everyone else is in that Monday mode, you know, and they're like, how's your weekend? It's like, great. You know, oh, Mondays is tough and people are complaining. You say, I love work. I love, it's, we're bringing a different spirit and we're bringing kindness and we're bringing honor and we're bringing celebration. And we're bringing encouragement. Why? Because we're operating from a place of rest on the inside of us. So hey church, one of the things we need to do if we want to jump on board with this with being an influencer and as part of our influencers framework is we need to honor the Sabbath. Every week I want you to take one day and I want you to truly rest and get some hobbies as well. Find some things that you enjoy. Live your life. If being a Christian is all just about work, work, work and never having any fun, then I don't know if I want to be a Christian. And maybe we would see more people get saved if the lives that we lived were enviable. Not, not just, not like in like living a high and mighty lifestyle and jet setting all over the world. I mean, that's cool as well. But, but, but what if there was just something about a simple sort of contentment, a simple joy and peace that people would look across, they would just go, you, you never seem faced by what's happening. You, you always exude this simple, just confidence. How, how do you do that? And we would turn around and say, honestly, it's not me. It's just, I believe that Jesus has got my back and I actually, I just trust him. And that's why I'm experiencing this rest. And let me pray for you as we close today. Father God, I thank you so much for every person watching right now. And God, whatever things that are stressing them out and worrying them, God, and, and taking up their attention and their focus right now, 
God, I thank you that you are above every single one of those things. They are all held in your hands. We just acknowledge right now that you are in control and you are able. And today, Lord, we trust you. We give over those things to you right now. And we say, Lord, have your way. And we commit out of obedience to you to being people who practice the Sabbath. God, let your rest fill this church. Let us be a church that carry a different spirit. Let us be a church that has fun. <laughs> let us be a church that embodies who you are, that people would um, feel your presence. People would feel your joy and your peace and the spirit of rest that you desire every single person to enter into. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you find this helpful. And don't forget, hit subscribe. Don't forget, jump on the mailing list, c3reflect.church slash connect. You can do all those things. So great to hang today. Thanks for being with us. And we'll see you next week.